Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi ladies and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today we continue a conversation that we started last week where we introduced you to a new friend of mine, um, a sister, but I had not got to know her, learning um, who she is just like you are, Miss Leslie Lovin. Um, Leslie is the wife of a colleague of mine, Brad, that many of you guys know. And last week we got to hear some of Leslie's story about how um, her and Brad met in college. We knew that Leslie was not only um, a collegiate athlete, we know that she had an education degree in art. Um, we know that um, her and Brad um, entered into the Army, Brad entered the Army, that took them to many um, locations as far as their, their home and raising their family. And um, after leaving a career with the Army, they joined Samaritan's Purse. That took them to Uganda for a year, and we got to hear a little bit about Leslie's experiences there. And now what I wanted to do was um, um, invite Leslie back in because there's so much more of her story that I wanted you guys to hear because I think it will encourage you. It has me and spur us on. And um, what I've learned in, in um, listening and living life alongside women, sometimes there's a reason for the Pinterest boards. There's a reason for HGTV because we just like to hear other people's stories, hear their ideas. And when we can see them, it generates our own ideas. And in some ways it affirms us. In other ways, it gives us permissions to lean in to what God may want to do through us too. So um, join me as we as we listen more to Leslie and we specifically get to hear, um, we, we heard a little bit about how she had um, an understanding of maybe what a refugee experiences, you know, being placed in, in having to cross culture and just needing simple help with day-to-day life. But today we're going to hear more of her story about how God has brought them back to Central Illinois and how he's using her in her own community. Um, we know that as they picked their house, God was in that. We know that they prayed for those neighbors. Now let's hear more of how she's building the relationships with those neighbors and that continues. Yeah, I'd love to share. You know, this has been our first time as a as a family living in a neighborhood that has close proximity to our neighbors. And so we have the opportunity to go for a lot of walks. We don't have a big backyard and we have a lot of children with energy. <laughs> and so we have just taken it that this is our, this whole neighborhood is our playground, right? It's our place to be, to be outside. And so we started taking walks. Now having kids and taking walks is a little advantage because Anytime they see a dog or a, an animal of any sort, they, they run to it and they uh, want to engage with that. And so you get an opportunity to, to talk to the owner of the dog, be it a, the man or woman, they're old or young. It kind of crosses those gaps for you. And it's simple conversation. It's, hey, my kids love the dog. Hey, what's the dog's name? And then, hey, we just moved in down on the corner and uh, we're, we're new to the area. You know, starting a small conversation with them, asking little questions about the dog or their family. I am not a great conversationalist, but just showing someone that you care long enough to engage with them and have a small conversation to know a little detail or to share a little detail about your life to be vulnerable enough to say, uh, you know, my kids are a little crazy when they see dogs or my children, you know, sharing little bits of yourself and asking them to share a little bit about themselves. That's where it starts. It's not some grand conversation that you know is going to lead you down a specific path to, to reach the gospel. It's just building a small bridge to a relationship and a relationship that leads you to the next conversation when you're on the next walk 
and you see the dog and the kids go running and then they had shared maybe they had shared with you that they're that a child about to go to college well it's that time that they've gone off to college and now you can continue the conversation it's a series of like broken conversations that lead up and build this one big story of their life and your life and you're sharing sharing stories that way and that's how we got started uh, and then after that it leads you to comfortable levels where you say hey what are you guys doing on friday night we're gonna we're gonna grill out would you guys like to come over and after having had a few conversations of building they're like you know i think we could have dinner with these people and they'll they'll say yes <laughs> and and leslie um you you're actually i mean those some of those relationships have led to um i believe just like i go back to saying what you had modeled for you in college when a girl on your track team invited you in i believe you're actively involved in um, bible study with one or more women in your in your community there your neighborhood i am i got the opportunity to meet one of our neighbors in an early morning conversation that was not planned um when we had some tree work about to be done in our backyard and it, <laughs> our adjacent neighbor um i had not gotten the opportunity to meet them did not know anything about them and there's a tree on our property line that needed to come down between the houses and so the team shows up before I had warning. So I run around and go meet our neighbor early in the morning, knocking on the door. Hi, I'm your new neighbor. We're about to take a tree down in your backyard. It was a crazy way to begin a conversation. Um, um, and it turned out to be someone who had also moved into the neighborhood during COVID times. So during an awkward time where it was hard to meet people, people were uh, more disconnected. And um, over that you know, five minute introduction, uh, found out we have daughters that were about the same age and that conversation led to oh we should get them together to play that was as simple as it was in the morning but then subsequent um, interactions and conversations later you know we were sharing the story of why we came here and brad's job with illinois baptist and my neighbor shared that she was raised catholic but she was curious about christianity and that she never had really read the bible for herself um, but that she would like to know what that was like and what that was, what it was like to do that, how to do that. And so I said, well, I'm no professional, but I've studied the Bible and I love to study alongside other people. I would love to, you know, us to share and just read the Bible together and, and talk through it. And so that has led to a Bible study with my neighbor and then her daughter and my daughter. So it's a, a kind of across ages and, um, been a really neat we're walking through the book of mark just through the stories of the, of the life of jesus and um from a simple conversation over the sound of chainsaws one morning <laughs> so you never know how those conversations are gonna where they're gonna lead you um if you're just faithful to take the next step true and you know everything about your life though you're living with intentionality you know you're in you're in a posture of intentionality that god's got you there like you said he's he you've prayed you've expected to see him work so you're you're expecting to see those opportunities they're not catching you by surprise but then like i said you're not trying to stage these robust interventions you know it's just everyday it's everyday life you know taking the opportunities that are in that are in front of us so that, that's good and ladies if you're listening that's you too you know we all have those opportunities right outside our door and um just like i hope that's what you're gleaning from some of leslie's story we say all the time we're just ordinary women with an extraordinary god you know but but we're, we're holy he loves us he's chose us he put us wherever he has put, placed us every circumstance is purposeful you know to allow us whether it's a tree that needs to come down or you know um a dog that needs walked or or whatever you know we just we just 
take those as opportunities to be able to, to meet people, interact with them, to engage in conversation, and start to build those relationships. And and like Leslie said, we it's not like we're going for a score, you know, follow you know, follow the lead of God, but it's not like every time that you're gonna be sharing the gospel right out of the gate. It's build that relationship and watch what, you know, and watch what happens. So so that's good. Leslie, here's where I want to pivot a little bit. Because um, I know I followed a little bit um, of a story with you and Brad and some, you know, some of your all's dear friends um, that you that you guys are close friends with that just recently um, have come out of um, Afghanistan. Not not as part of the recent refugees coming out. They they've been in the United States, but they have family members in Afghanistan. And I'm you know, and I'm, I'm joining you guys in prayer for them um, and others. And I know that you guys are walking with that. I know that you have. You have community in the Afghani community, you know, with your with your friends. Here's what I want to do because of that comment, and and I, I invited you on for a lot of reasons, but that comment that you you now know what it feels like to you know that just just to be a refugee and have to figure figure it out life. Um, obviously, I believe that the the refugee. Um, refugee status, however you want to say it, just the refugee population is back in front of women in a fresh way. And I think while there's this sense of urgency, everybody's looking for what can we do? They want to do something. They want to get involved. What concerns me, and ladies, if you're listening, extend some grace to me, but what concerns me is we often are hot and we go cold real quick. You know, it's like, what can we do? Can I bring the diapers? And there's nothing wrong with bringing the diapers. We need to collect. We need to give. But we need to see how do we give more of ourselves too. And this isn't a short-term meeting at the airport problem. This is ongoing and these are opportunities. What would you tell the the, the Carmens out there, Leslie, that, that our hearts are being tugged right now thinking we want to do something. What do we do? Talk to us, educate us, friend, because I, I know you're experienced in that area. Yeah, Carmen, I think you're exactly right. We need to be willing to give, but it's not just physical giving. Uh, and those things are important. They are coming with, you know, sometimes the, just what they have on their back, um, the, these refugees that are coming to our country, but they need so much more than that. And so I I would challenge and just thinking through what it looks like. It is meeting people where they feel a void. If you imagine yourself, maybe you didn't have a great family, but if you have a, a family life, even if it's just a small, your, your immediate family, if you are pulled out of that, and you were displaced and you knew no one and you had no ties with anyone, what would be the deepest needs of your heart? It wouldn't necessarily be that you had five new outfits or you know three sets of sheets. Those things, albeit make life easier, you need a friend. Um, you need someone who's a companion who's going to walk alongside you and, and show you how to find the things and how to do life um, in this country. I think of it like family. Um, I did grow up in a, a bigger extended family, and uh, I didn't always know what I needed, right? But my family was alongside, and we were kind of walking this journey together. And so when I think about refugees, they may not know what they're going to need, um, physically or emotionally, but they are going to need a companion. And so I um, would challenge people. It's not always, you may not have words, you may not even get to speak. My sweet friend who is Afghan, um, she's been in this country for seven years in America and still does not speak uh, very much English at all. And she's very intimidated by the language. She can understand a little. And so it's a lot of just your presence. You're being willing to take people to where they need to go. So I have taken my friends um, to the market, as they would call it, not the Walmart, this, this is the market. And 
follow along with them as they fill a cart, or it's being willing to take someone to an appointment. I remember early on when our Afghan friends came to America, their children needed to go to the dentist. <laughs> I don't love taking my own children to the dentist. It's a little adventure. Um, and so much less children who didn't know uh, the language and culture. But we went together and I tried to be a reassuring presence and, and affirming what was going on was safe and good for them. So I would say it's taking these these small steps of just coming alongside, not just dropping something on a doorstep or um, giving is great, giving donations, giving all of those things. But you need to come alongside in that opportunity to to be a friend to someone. It is a combination of actions, words, presence uh, to be with someone. Ladies, um, this is where I want to kind of interject a little bit of a commercial, you know, for lack of better words of knowing what to call it. Um, Sometimes, you know, we bring resources. We come alongside um, churches and what God's doing through that church. And oftentimes we'll connect somebody with resources. And and oftentimes what we bring, one of the greatest resources is awareness. We just open people's eyes to, you know, to an opportunity that's in front of them. So, ladies, if you're listening in today, this is this is, I guess, my plea for us this week. Take this opportunity while while the news is fresh. Right. Our hearts are still tugged, whether you're a believer or not. The, our hearts are tugged. People are are seeing this fresh. I remember last week um, I was with a couple of young girls, young women. They were young women. And um, as a matter of fact, it was Brad that was sharing some pictures with me, Leslie, as we were praying for your friends and, you know, praying that they, that, you know, they get out of Afghanistan. And one of, one of these young women I knew well was working with me, you know, and two had just walked in. They, I just was doing casual conversation with them as the text come. But I took that opportunity as an engagement to say, girls, I'm going to show you something. Um, here, here is Refugee 101 one right here. You're watching it play out right here. People, you know, begging to get out, shirts on their back. They could be the most educated. They could have the most resources. It doesn't matter. They're they're leaving it. And what happened in that moment, you know, me with those young women, because again, their hearts were tender, but we, we have to seize that. Ladies, if you're listening, that's creating that learning environment. So the learning environment's here. That we're in the posture, our, our, our folks are in the posture of watching the news and we're hurting, you know, that, that you know, for, for these folks and especially when we see the pictures that the news is sharing. Take this as an opportunity to, to increase the awareness of refugees and what that looks like to your church family. But if I could just push a little bit further, I think it's also a community outreach opportunity. This is an opportunity that you can educate a community and there's a resource. I'm not trying to sell a resource. I'll help you get the resource if it's something that will help you. But um, there is a, a resource that National WU puts out that is a, um, a refugee um, simulation. And, you know, I'm thinking of staging that. We did that with our awesome girls a couple years ago, and it was a good experience to let them just kind of walk the shoes. And and um, so that is a resource. And if you, ladies, if you're listening, this is a resource that you think could benefit you. Reach out to me, please. We're going to put the link to that in the episode notes. But again, I'm not trying to sell something. If we can get that in your hands and it's something that you could utilize, please reach out and we'll we'll share that. You know, we'll share that with you. But it might be a way to invite others in. But the more that we're aware of something, ladies, we understand the root of that problem. And that means that we're a little bit more strategic in thinking, how can our hands get involved and bring opportunities? And the most girls, you know, if you hear my heart, it teaches us how to pray for them. And Leslie, that's something that you and Brad have taught me. I mean, I've 
got a pretty good sense of awareness, but just being around you guys and walking this, because you invited me in, you know, and as, as I'm walking this with your friends, you've taught me how to pray and pray differently than maybe I would have prayed, you know, in, in the past. So, so ladies, if you're listening, that link will be, um, that link will be in the episode notes that that might be a resource that you can use in your community and then be praying just like Leslie um, has said, be praying. God, is there something specific that you want to do through me? You know, um, and and don't miss that word guide. Just being a friend. People want a friend. And you know what? It may not be a refugee that God's going to bring on your zip code tomorrow, but I guarantee you he's got somebody outside your door in your zip code that needs a friend that is a refugee. It just may not be coming from Afghanistan. Um, so, so, so check out those episode notes. And if that's an opportunity, we'd love to walk alongside you and help with that. Leslie, I'm watching the time and you know I want coffee because I want to continue this friend to get to know you. But take that take that part of the conversation and speak into our ladies. What what would you say to them in that area? Um, because of the opportunity we have in front of us to both encourage them, but to also to spur us on from some of your experience. Yeah. Two things you said I want to talk about. Refugee. You know, we are gonna see physical refugees coming, but there are people in our lives that they would not call themselves a refugee, but they have been displaced from where they were, or they don't have a support group in their life. They don't have a strong family. They don't have a, a you know, they don't have a church family if they're not in the church. Refugees can look like so many different people in our lives. We have new neighbors that moved from the West recently, and coming to the Midwest has been a culture shock for them. Sure, they're still American. The the customs and the cultures are the same. So I would say that that's a great point that you made that a refugee. Yes, if God puts someone from Afghanistan, from another actual country, that is an opportunity that you can open that door and walk through. But God has put people in your life that are needing needing a friend, needing someone to come alongside them. And so I would say that, you begin praying, God, open my eyes to see the hearts of people and just to love them. Um, I think about how do I... How do I feel loved? And that's what I want to do for other people. I don't want to have to ask someone always for help or always how to do something. I, I love it when someone just says, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna come and drop off um, something for your family today. I'm going to bring by something. And that's how we've started to love people around us. I'll, I'll bake bread and I'll have too much zucchini bread. And so I go and see a neighbor and then drop, drop that off. Those are opportunities to begin relationship to show people that we're different, that we care, not because we're supposed to or we're mandated to or because there's a temporary need in someone's life, but there's a there's a deeper need that's going to be ongoing for them to, to, see, to see Jesus in our hearts. I would say something else that I was thinking through as we're talking is we all have different seasons of life and we're all, you know, I'm a mom of four kids right now. You know, you may be listening and maybe you're a you're single. Maybe you're you're an empty nester. You're in a different stage of life. It, this will look different for different people. And I remember being, when my children were tiny, tiny, and I'm thinking, I will never, I will never have enough time or energy or <laughs> clear thought to to have a conversation with someone that would ever even lead me <laughs> to get to share um, the truth with them. I would say, embrace the season where God has you. Ask him to just help you to see your world through his eyes that don't look to the person to your left and right and say, well, I'm not going to be able to do what she's doing or, or what this other woman has already done. 
see the opportunities that are right in front of you. There's not um, any one way to make this be correct or perfect. Um, there's no feeling bad because you can't bake six loaves of bread and give them to your neighbor. And there's also just different seasons and different giftings um, that God has given us. And we can be faithful in those ways. Ladies, we're going to wind down our time, but but remember, I don't want to end today without telling you, God intends for us to live in community. So just like Leslie is doing, you know, building relationships with a neighbor and walking through the gospel of Mark, Leslie's also plugged into her local church. She's got community with folks there too, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ. And remember, um, God does not intend us to do this alone. So if you're not connected to the community, get connected. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at, at Illinois Baptist Women or check out our website at ibsa.org backslash women. We're here to be that guide. We're here to walk alongside you. But girls, if we don't know each other, we don't know what God's doing in each other's worlds. Leslie, thanks for sharing your time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. And I would just say, you know, go and live a real life in front of people. Be honest about the messy life that God's given you. And you get to share um, that with the people around you. That's good. Go and live a real life. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, ladies, here's if, if you're listening, remember, get connected with us. Um, um, consider some of the things that we talked about today. Check out what we the resources that we've got tagged in the episode notes. Leslie, can we share your contact information if somebody wants to reach out and connect and talk to you further? Certainly. Okay, we'll do that. We'll add your email address, if that's okay, in the, in the episode notes, because she's a wealth of knowledge, ladies, so take advantage of that. And the more coffee I have with her, whatever you drink, Leslie, the more I'll be able to show you she's a wealth of knowledge, ladies. So get ready. Get ready. All right. Sounds good. We'll have lots of tea. <laughs> okay, tea. There we go. There we go. All right, ladies, you guys have a great um, rest of your weekend, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.